Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. All right, welcome back. Third hour of the Mark Reardon Show. St. Louis is home for conservative talk on a Monday of December. It's like December 5th and... It's dark outside, Sue. Yeah, it's midnight looking out there. Hey, on Saturday night, I was at home, and I'm kind of mad that I was at home because um, my buddy Brent Coder, who uh, I call him Nick Coder, that's a long story, but he's the guy who designed that logo that's right behind us, you know, that we have on the T-shirts. You can buy those at Whiskey Dickerson. He was chastising me because he's at the Dome and he's watching Kenny Wallace and the Gateway Dirt Nationals. He's like, why the hell are you not here to see your buddy Kenny uh-huh. Wallace? And then I asked myself that question. Why the hell am I not there? We didn't know. So, and, I, and I feel terrible. We're going to talk about that. But last night I, I mentioned that I went to the pageant and I took an Uber back home. And I'm in the Uber and I start you know, popping around on social media just to kill the time in the car. And I come up on Instagram and Kenny's got this video where he's standing on top of the car dancing around. <laughs> and then he, did the, he used this app and he's going to describe it here because it's just like a four-second video that I laughed my ass off watching it's this awesome. Kenny Wallace. It's just really good. you got to describe what you did here because it's really funny. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. Uh, I'd be lying if i tell you I was perfect. You go down to the Dome. It's wonderful. City, The city of St. Louis is flush with money now, Mark, and they're adding on to the Dome, but there's 30,000 people there, so now I'm sick. <laughs> but but I don't have COVID or nothing like that, just a cold. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, this really big dirt race. People from all over the world uh, come to the Dome in, in downtown St. Louis. They put this makeshift dirt track on the football field, which is relatively uh, a good size. You know, you, we forget yeah. how big the Dome is, wow. right? So I, I, I do really good. And I love Snapchat because I can let it fly on Snapchat. <laughs> well, you know, you can just do whatever you want to do. You really can. And uh, so they got this app where it shows your face watching yourself. So I'm on top of the car <laughs> acting a fool. And, and I put my face up there and I go, I, I said, uh, you know, 
I, I'm a mess. And, uh, <laughs> like you said, you know, you can narrate yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it is wild, and it is a little creepy. But I, I got to tell you, uh, you know, I know my numbers. You know, we just look, oh, who all, who all watched it, my friend? It was a very simple post but got the most amount of views in of the whole year. I, I can imagine. As I'm watching it last night, I texted him on the way back in the Uber. I said, dude, you're Instagram looking at yourself, acting like a fool, having fun, cracking my blank up because it really just made me I've laugh I've watched it three times, loud. Kenny. But let's talk about why you did the video, yeah. Kenny, because you had great success on Saturday night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. There was uh, – 60 cars in my division, that's 6-0, that's a lot, and they only start 20, you know, in front of this jam-packed, raucous house of people, and uh, so uh, I was in danger of not making it, you know, not making the race, and uh, there was this, what they call, win and you're in, you got to win the race, and I started fourth, and I passed the leader on the last lap, last quarter, and I mean, that crowd, (laughs) that crowd went nuts, I heard them inside the race car so the race is kind of a celebration of racing it's it's kind of a it's real but it's, you know you're expected to be a little theatrical so i'm pulling into victor lane and, and everybody knows i'm a little off center anyway and i'm like <laughs> I, and, and i'm thinking to myself oh no they're, they're expecting me to put on a show think think oh hell yeah you can't go wrong doing rick flair so i win the race you know, it, it was a big deal against some great race car drivers. And uh, so the win was in exciting fashion. Then I get on, and, and I just do Ric Flair. I do the strut. I do the championship belt. And whoa! And I mean 30,000 people. Whoa! Whoa! And I mean, you couldn't hear yourself. It, and all of this right now is all over social media. It's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, TikTok. It's everywhere. So uh, St. Louis in the United States, they gave me a lot of love, and uh, it sure was a night I'll never forget. Wow. Listen to the announcers kind of calling this. And by the way, when when Brent reached out, when my friend Coda reached out on Saturday, he sent me the video of that moment when it happened. And, yeah, the crowd was going nuts here. Wallace is going to look deep to The Herminator gets it done I on that last it. lap. Yeah, it wasn't baby, like that got... slingshot deal, was it? Like that other guy did a month ago? Well, no, not like that. But it was close. <laughs> it was close. It was, uh, you know, the, the fans. Uh, well, what had happened? Now, let me back up just one second here. I, I was passing the leader, and there was a car that blew a motor. So the caution comes out the very last lap as I'm passing the guys. Now we got to re-rack them, do it all again. You know, it's like it's like scoring a touchdown and there's a flag and you got to do it oh, all over right, again. Right. Yeah. So I, I did it again and, and uh, I got the guy again. And, you know, this guy's really good. He wins all over the United States. And uh, I just set I just set it up, got the job done. So what is how do you get the job done? I mean, we know the crowd fuels athletes, um, a lot of athletes block out the crowd in serious moments. I've heard that's kind of an interesting phenomenon, but is it the adrenaline that just pushes you through? Is there a little racing luck involved? Is it a combo deal? You know, I once asked Albert Pulis, I said, Albert, how, how do you hit a home run, you know, in the world series when millions of people are watching you? And his response was perfect. He goes, Kenny, how do you go 200 mile an hour at, the, at Daytona? Yeah. And I said, okay, I, I get it. You know, so each, 
each craft, each sport. It's really strange, Mark. You just you just block the crowd out. You know, it's just really strange to do it. But I mean, I I, I have my little my little rhythm. You know, I get in that car and I get by myself, and you know, I I say a little prayer and I you know calm my heart rate down, and I'm like, okay, look, everybody else in this race just like me, and I just got to do my job. You know, don't. Don't try to do too much. Now, I will say that took years of experience. Sure, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, so that's how, you know. Well, let me, let me play. This is what you said after the race. Yeah, it was a special moment in my career. You know, we've run the Daytona 500, the Southern 500, and raced all over the world, and that was probably one of the most special moments in my life. The fans love TV, and, uh, you know, we, we know that, you know, nobody's got a problem with understanding that this is a theatrical event. This is a... This is a celebration of dirt race. And I say, you know, you win it, it matters. But if it don't go good, nobody's going to judge you. But for me, that meant everything. Because, you know, I was born literally eight miles up the road here. I was born at Lutheran Hospital off Jefferson Street. And uh, St. Louis is my home. And, you know, and showing up in front of my hometown people and having everybody love me like that. I mean, who doesn't love love? Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Hear the emotion. Well, congratulations on that. I'm glad. And, you know, look, the fans got a great show, too. So you did your job, right, Herm? Yeah, we did our job. And this was an event, you know, that started about six years ago. And everybody in the world, I mean world, they're like, there ain't no way. Because it's been tried before, but but never that. You know, I tell you, I took St. Louis Blues hockey player Colton Pareko. I took him there. And Colton got in the dome, and he goes, gosh, I forgot how big these domes are. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it's crazy. But, you know, if you ain't been to the dome in a while, it, when you walk in, it's a little breathtaking. But uh, they were able to lay it out, and now it's going to go on its seventh year, and uh, it's sold out packed every time. So it's good- I was impressed with well, – first of all, we're angry that I was not dialed into this because I, I think it looked like a lot of fun. But when I saw the video from my friend, it was amazing how, how much dirt was in the middle of that dome and how awesome the track looked. Hey, Kenny, let me ask you something, Sue. How how different is it to drive in the dome than it is down off of 55 outside? I mean, does, is it oh, a different yeah. feel? Yeah, it's it's a different feel, and that's what brings you the atmosphere. You know, it's contained. I mean, you know, they talk about it in football, and, uh, you know, it, it's just it, it's a little spooky because, you know, you don't ever do it. You know you're in uncharted territory. And uh, so when you pull on that racetrack, you know, it's not like you can – you know, look off, you know, into the sunset or tree. Right. I mean, when, when you pull on that track, everybody in that, you know, stadium, I mean, they're, they're looking at you. It's uh, the dome, you know, they're staring at you. So, you know, if you mess up, they know it. If you do good, they know it. And we got lucky last night and did good. Awesome. Well, congratulations so on a fun weekend here in St. Louis in front of the hometown crowd. Everything else going well? Yep, and I just want to say one thing. Uh, you know, I follow. I, I just started following everything city, uh, all the special events on Instagram. Uh, our chamber of commerce could do a better job because my fans, you know, they packed Sugar Fire and Hodax and Pappies and uh, everybody was. All the owners of the restaurant is like, "What the hell's going on?" Lines are out the door. So, uh, mayor needs to do a little better job with special events going on in St. Louis. But it's still, it all went good. Yay. That's good. Uh, yeah, I'd say a much better job, but there it is. Yeah, Kenny that's... Wallace, we'll talk before Christmas. Thanks for coming on. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. That is awesome. And if you haven't seen the video, you got to go oh, see the video because it's so worth it. It is a lot of fun. All right, we have we got a couple more things, but I have to squeeze some audio in here. I have an audio cut of the day 
that is picked out and selected. And it is outstanding. From a typical audio cut of the day contributor who is featured in the open, I'll just say that. But I found this over the weekend. I sent Abby a few things as I was kind of tooling through social media. And there's a guy by the name of Tyler Fisher I follow on Twitter. He's a comedian. And he did this suit. This is his impression of every lefty new show that's out there. Today on the show, we follow the science and talk about implicit institutional bias regarding diversity in the workplace while creating a safe space to deconstruct microaggressions stemming from systemic inequality created by an oppressive cisnormative system (laughs) while increasing equity in the name of inclusivity to combat racial racist racism for minorities and the trauma from being marginalized by climate change. We interview the leader of BLM, a POC, about AOC fighting for CRT. We cover how the LGBT cues are crippled by toxic masculinity. We then shame you for having white privilege because if you're white, you're privileged regardless of if you're mentally ill, dying of a horrible disease, or been raped a bunch. We then talk about Trump for 30 minutes, pretending like we hate him, but clearly want him elected again because we can no longer pay our rent with tote bags. We then reveal another 75 new gender identities, and finally we ask, should Guy Fieri be cancelled for culturally appropriating lesbians? It's currently 79 degrees in Central Park. The time is 4.53 p.m. But time was invented by the patriarchy, so you can make up whatever time you'd like. Oh, look at that. That was funny. That is really, really funny. And then on a much more serious note here, because, and we're going to talk about this, um, I think, tomorrow more, but this Idaho case is still so baffling. Very interesting. And I guess this is the latest here this afternoon. Idaho police said that they have looked into an incident involving Kaylee. Do you know how to pronounce her name? Is it? Kuko? No, it's Gonclav. This no, is one of the I'm... victors. Gonclavs or Gonclaves yeah, uh, at a local business, which may have been the stalker reference that she made to friends and family because there's um, some concern that maybe Kaylee felt like she had a stalker. Now, this is her father, and they just feel like some people may have been cleared a lot too early. Is anyone acting differently since the murders? I mean, is there anyone that that you have a weird feeling about? that the girls knew or that comes to mind? Yeah, I would say um, not in the immediate circle by any means, but a few of the names that have been circulating around, I think it's hard not to kind of, you know, dig into this. And I don't know how much of that is just because we have so little information from law enforcement and how much of it really is, you know, a sister or father's intuition. Can you elaborate at all? I don't know. Um, you don't have to give a name, but I mean, is it is it someone that she knew? So this is interesting Wait, because it, there's, you know, they're they're taking great. Well, they're, what they're saying is that there's some people that may have been cleared a little bit too quickly in this whole investigation. Wait, is this one of the girls who survived? Is that who? No, are, this is this Kaylee, is the one who was killed that I was telling you oh, about that had oh, the stalker. Okay. So this is her sister and her father. I have something to say about that. Uh, I just feel like there's been a couple individuals that were cleared very fast. That may. Maybe she not have been. And, yeah. She had the strong alibi. Just really fast. If you can like, dismiss... You know, an hour later, and we're like, what? And I don't know. I don't know anything about those individuals. I just know... Right. They were people that, you know, definitely should have been looked at, and... Yeah. I don't know what would prevent you from sharing somebody's alibi. Yeah, I think that's what we're struggling with. So it's like, you know, we know what we know. We've, you know, fought for for Jack Kaylee's boyfriend. And, you know, we still stand that way. So I did just kind of want to clear that up um, while we're talking through this ambiguity that, you know, that's not 
what we're honing in on here. Yeah. We don't want to make more victims out of innocent people. Exactly. No, we definitely don't want to do that. I think they're kind of doing it in a responsible well, way. And, you know, you remember at the beginning, the boyfriend was, they took the boyfriend out of the mix because they said, you know, we trust him, we love him, he's part of our family. Then there were experts that said, well, be careful, this is how these yes. things turn out. But they're yes. sticking with the boyfriend. I don't think there's any indication Listen, that he did that. Uh, I will say that, you know, having watched about eight and a half million of these uh, Dateline shows, some of the, sometimes people who you really do think are innocent aren't, well, right. and vice versa. Yeah. So you really feelings don't have anything to do with anything. Evidence does. That's exactly and right. Hopefully, they are actually turning some over and finding it out based on that. It's just such a bizarre case. And, and here's a little bit more of the latest: that in mid-October, police say two males were seen inside a business. They parted ways. One male appeared to follow Kaylee inside the business as she exited to walk toward the car. The male turned away, did not appear that he made any contact with her. But if there was some sort of stalking, they're looking into that. This is Paul Morrow, who is in Idaho. He might be a guest tomorrow on the show. I do believe that uh, this um, the premise that the killer came in the back door is likely accurate for those who have walked the area. It's a lot more exposed in the front of the house, and it's entirely unlikely, it feels to me, that the killer would have gone in the front door, even in the middle of the night, when he had the option of the back door where you can see into the house and sort of plan what you're going to do before you do it. On the topic of clearing the suspects too early. I would take the clearances here with a grain of salt. First of all, people that have been cleared can certainly come back into a case, depending upon whatever new information is developed, and they have a ton of stuff to go through, all kinds of digital forensics and physical forensics. So. Anybody who's been cleared can come back in. You know, at the end of the day, the police are going to be reticent to put a, 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 shine the light on somebody that they're really looking at. And so there's cleared and then there's cleared. I would take this idea that people have been cleared with a little bit of a grain of salt. Yes, I would too. Yeah, and I want to go back to um, Steve Gonkals because he's this is Kaylee's father, and his theory is on the entry. He said the entry point was the slider or the window. It was in the middle floor. So to me... He doesn't have to go upstairs. His entry and exit are available without having to go upstairs or downstairs. Looks like he probably may have not gone downstairs. I, we don't know that for sure, but he obviously went upstairs. So I'm using logic that um, he chose to go up there when he didn't have to. The investigators, they're very tight-lipped, and they're keeping everything close to their best. Also focusing on, well, did, did each of these stabbing victims die in similar ways, or were there differences when it comes to a crime of passion, more stabbing right. wounds, things along those lines? Their points of damage don't match. I'm just going to say it. It wasn't leaked to me. I earned that. I paid for that funeral. I paid for that. It's my right. You ain't taking that from me. Calm down. If you don't want to say nothing, that's your bet. But don't say I'm leaking anything. I paid that bill. Sent my daughter to college to get an education. She came back in a box, and I can speak on that. Yeah, so Oof. some people worried about how much he, you know, he's sort of uh, spouting yeah. off about this. But can you blame him? No, I, I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't even know how he talks in public, having lost a daughter like that. But we'll continue to keep on top of that. The mystery is not unraveling. No. Paul Morrow, tomorrow on the show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Audio cut of the day before the afternoon is over here on 97.1 FM Talk. There was a big Supreme Court case today involving Lori Smith. She is an evangelical Christian graphic artist from Colorado who does not want to create wedding websites for same-sex couples. And um, this is similar to the uh, the cake case that came up before the court a few years ago, but we're going to talk about it. There's some interesting audio I want to kind of play here, but I'll have Zach Smith kind of walk us into it. Zach is a heritage scholar, has been following the arguments. Hey, Zach, how are you? Welcome to 97.1 FM Talk here in St. Louis. I'm doing okay. Thank you so much for having me on this evening. I have a little bit of Gorsuch, you know, with the um, the guy from Colorado, Eric Olson, that I want to play here in a second. But set this case up and the uh, the particulars of it, how it may differ from that previously uh, referenced case in Colorado with the cake baker as well. Sure. So I think this is really a continuation of that previous case with Jack Phillips, the cake baker. The court in that case did decide in Jack Phillips' favor, but they did so on very narrow grounds, and they didn't reach the real core issue in that case, whether or not his being compelled or Colorado's attempt to compel him to make cakes for same-sex sex weddings would violate his First Amendment rights. Well, that issue is now squarely before the court in a slightly different context. Lori Smith, as you mentioned, she's a website designer in Colorado. And under Colorado's interpretation of its anti-discrimination statutes, she would essentially be compelled to create websites, uh, wedding websites for same-sex couples, which she says would violate her core religious beliefs, and more importantly for purposes of this case, would violate her First Amendment rights not to be compelled to speak in support of something that she disagrees with. So that's really the crux of the matter, and that is what the majority of the arguments at the Supreme Court today focused on. So this is Kristen Wagner. She's the attorney for Lori Smith. Lori Smith blends art with technology to create custom messages using words and graphics. She serves all people deciding what to create based on the message, not who requests it. But Colorado declares her speech a public accommodation and insists that she create and speak messages that violate her conscience. All right, Zach, hang on. I want to play a little bit more audio here. So this is Neil Gorsuch, Justice Gorsuch, with um, Kristen. What do we do about this level of generality problem, if you will, where people slide back and forth based upon their priors? How do we avoid that as a court? What rule would you have us draw? 
The court should follow a rule that says if the speech is being created and there's an objection and that objection is contained in the message, it is protected speech. Justice Kagan. The florist, the baker, and the guy who provides the chairs are also providing the services in a wedding that they don't like. Um, uh, So why are they any different? The person providing the chairs isn't providing speech. But when you are engaging in symbolic speech, whether that be through the creation of a custom wedding cake or a custom wedding website, you are creating speech. You agree with that? Well, I think Kristen Wagner certainly has the better argument here, and it's more closely aligned with prior Supreme Court precedent. I mean, look, think about how radical a position would be if the government could force you to support something that violates the core tenets of your religion. That's something you'd expect to see in communist China, not in the United States of America. So let me me play. I don't know if I completely understand this exchange just because I didn't hear all the arguments. But this is um, Eric Olson, who is the uh, the attorney for the state, talking with Gorsuch. You can choose the content uh, of what you sell. You just can't what you say you sell to. Okay, right. And so you could say, I'm going to I'm going to focus on these things. And uh, but I need to sell that to everyone, even if the person who wants to buy it is a member of a religious faith that I disagree with. So I will, I will write a press release for many faiths and many belief systems, that are, but they have to be consistent with mine, and I won't do it if, if it offends my religious faith. Good to go. So long as you sell that to everybody. Yeah, it sounded like Mr. Olson was struggling there a little bit, but can you, can you flush that out, that argument that Gorsuch was making a little bit or not? Right. Well, look, I think we have to step back and go to kind of the 40,000-foot perspective, if you will, and understand essentially what Colorado is arguing. And this is actually a stunning admission that Eric Olson, the Colorado Solicitor General, made an oral argument today that in the view of Colorado, opposition to same-sex marriage is essentially the same as opposition to interracial marriage, the same as you know the racist policies that others have adhered to in the past, and that's just not true, you know? It's well established that people can have good faith disagreements in this area, that you know, same-sex marriage does violate the core tenets of many uh, people of faith. Uh, but look, what's really key here, and I think what Justice Gorsuch was trying to tease out in that exchange, is Lori Smith and others who may object to participating in same-sex weddings, but certainly in this case, on the facts of this case, Lori Smith isn't refusing to serve gay or lesbian customers. In fact, it's undisputed that she will create and has created other websites uh, for gay and lesbian uh, customers who come to her. What she will not do is create websites supporting same-sex marriage. And so the core issue in this case is not that she's refusing to serve particular customers. It's that she's refusing to endorse a particular message which violates the core tenets of her faith. And I think that's a critical distinction here, uh, that this violates her own well-established religious liberty rights and, in turn, her own rights not to be compelled to speak in favor of something to which she strongly objects. So, Zach, a lot of hypotheticals before the court today. Mall Santas, for example, who might refuse to take photographs with, you know, Black children, Justice Kentanji Brown-Jackson brings up the mall Santa, says, well, what if a photographer wants to create the ambience of the movie It's a Wonderful Life, and would they be able to exclude black children? Uh, Sam Alito comes in and says, by conjuring up a black Santa at the other end of the mall who wanted to be free to refuse a photograph to a child wearing a Ku Klux Klan outfit. So there's all kinds of hypotheticals. And in fact, Lori Smith's case is sort of hypothetical in and of itself because she hasn't really done this on her website, has she? 
Well, no, she's actually seeking a pre-enforcement challenge. She went to right. court and preemptively challenged Colorado's statute. But look, we don't have to guess where Colorado is going to enforce this statute against people of faith. We saw it with Jack Phillips. And there was one exchange that Justice Gorsuch had today where essentially he said that some of the punishment that Jack Phillips had to go through was equivalent to a re-education yeah. course. Let me play that. This is interesting. Here's what you're referring to here. And you protect religious beliefs under the statute, right? That is one of the protected characteristics yes. in theory. And in practice. If it wasn't in practice, we had heard about it over, over the past several years. And, and my friend has pointed to no example where... This has been applied. Mr. Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar it with... It was a re-education program, right? It was not a re-education program. What do you call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused for calling that. A I strongly program. disagree, Justice Gorsuch. Thank I you, think Mr. Justice Gorsuch. I'm just going to call that one as I see it. I think Justice Gorsuch won that one, didn't didn't he? A hundred percent. I mean, look, I, I want to be clear. What a lot of these lawsuits are about are not really about making sure that gay or lesbian individuals can be served uh, at their weddings or elsewhere. It's undisputed. There are ample uh, individuals and vendors who are willing to provide services to those couples, even at their same-sex weddings. What this is really about is forcing people of sincere religious faith to essentially kowtow uh, to the whims of the day. And if they don't, they could potentially be faced with years of litigation, ruinous fines and penalties, and that is a very troubling prospect uh, for people of faith and really for all Americans as we you know, look into the future. Well, and, and let's face it, like in, in the, the previous case with the uh, with the cake and Mr. Phillips, he was I mean, the other side was kind of going for a case there. They wanted something that they could kind of pin right. their hopes on. Right. He was targeted. A hundred percent. And look, it's the same thing with Lori Smith and Jack Phillips. It's undisputed. Jack Phillips wouldn't bake a cake for a gay or lesbian customer. He just would not bake one for a same-sex wedding because that violated his religious beliefs. And so, again, these are targeted lawsuits designed essentially to punish people of faith and to force their compliance, even if it means violating their own religious beliefs. So is there... In your mind, Zach, is there another analogy that would fit with that particular description in this sense? Because there was, you know, an attempt by some members of the court today to basically say allowing her to post on her website that she would not create websites for same-sex couples would amount to an announcement of illegal discrimination similar to a white applicants only sign. That was the case that some were making before the court today. No, that's not true at all. And again, it goes back to distinction. She's not refusing to provide services to certain individuals because of any status. She's refusing to endorse a message that conflicts with her own religious belief, her own views. And that's a key distinction, that status-based uh, discrimination that we've seen in the past and this refusal to endorse a message that conflicts with her own beliefs. To my mind, those are two separate things, and I think legally uh, those are two very different things as well. And the expectation, just hearing the tone of the you know debate today before the, car, the court and the arguments, is that you know she's going to win this case, right? Lori Smith's going to win well, he- in all likelihood. I, I, I hope so. I think so. I'm hesitant to read the tea leaves these days. Uh, but it seemed to me like there were at least six justices on the court uh, who were very troubled by the prospect of forcing someone 
to endorse a message with which they disagree. Hesitant to read the tea leaves because of the midterm elections and that disaster? That, that would be why I'm not making any predictions right now. Just in general, yes. the past two and a half years. Uh, yeah, no, and I get it. It's tough to call these things. Well, it's an interesting case, and it is very nuanced. And those were, you know, I, I didn't get to hear a lot of the arguments, but just from the sound bites I played and reading some of this case, that this seems to be a real interesting one before the court. And obviously, very, very different perspectives from the liberal members and the conservative members. Yeah, absolutely. And regardless of what happens, this is going to have ramifications for many, many years to come. It's a very important, you know, there are religious liberty undertones to the case, certainly. But the core issue in this case is a First Amendment free speech issue. And so it could have broad implications in many areas uh, in free speech uh, going forward. Hey, Zach, I saw one reference, too, that I didn't realize this, that Mr. Phillips from the cake bake decision is also in litigation over something that was created or at least a request for a transgender customer. Yeah, unfortunately, again, this goes back to the point I was making earlier. Unfortunately, individuals, when they've made their religious beliefs known, uh, many of them, like Jack Phillips, have been targeted. Right. And this litigation is really designed to harass and enforce compliance Uh, It seems like in many cases, rather than to vindicate any uh, true rights that may have been violated, which, again, is is very troubling. Yeah. Fascinating case. Zach Smith from Heritage. Love to have you on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Really interesting case. And we'll see what happens when the court rules on this next year. Thank you, Zach. Audio cut of the day is coming up. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You know, when when we go down to Florida, Sue, for vacation down in Captiva in what used to be Sanibel, my friend Tim is nice enough to give us um, a golf cart to use for the week because oh, you're, nice. you're zipping up and down the road. You don't have to get in the car. It's um, it's quite nice, actually. It really is. And there's different, like, they have different tags on the golf carts that allow you to go to certain places mm-hmm. and things like that. Sometimes you have to get special tags. Well, I bring it up because in Tampa Bay... Um, Mary O'Connor was the police chief. She's been the police chief for 10 months in Tampa Bay. And the other day, some dash cam camera, body camera video was released. She was pulled over. Her husband and her were riding in a golf cart without a license plate outside of their residential area in Oldsmar, Florida. This is on November 12th. All right. So the cop pulls him over. And this is what happens. I have oh, audio for you here. Yeah. Check this out. Good evening. How you feeling? Good. I'm Deputy Chicago, the Sheriff's Office. Stop you because you've... Unregistered vehicle with no tag on it, on the roadway. Yeah, we were we went to the club. It was closed, so we went over and picked up some. Is your camera on? It is. That's the police chief right there. Uh oh. She says to the deputy, "Is your camera on?" I'm the police chief in Tampa. Oh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Okay. I'm hoping that you'll just let us go tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. 
Uh, you look familiar, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I do. <laughs> okay, so. Alright, folks, well, uh, have a good night. Staying over here in East Lake Woodlands? Yeah, we live in East Lake Woodlands. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Alright. Well, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> so, I'm Deputy Jacoby. Okay. Same here, my friend. All right. Take care of yourself. All right. All right. Then I think it gets a little worse for her. Here, oh, here's what no. happens next. Take care. All right. No worries. No worries. Like I say, we have a lot of problem with the uh, the golf carting around here. You know, everybody. No, comes we out. don't normally come out. We but never the club come was out. Closed, we never. So we gotcha. Never. The Greek place to get some food. And... Gotcha. Okay. All right. Then we'll take care. And uh, oh, it was boy. nice meeting you. All right. <laughs> oh. All right. If you ever need anything, call me. Yeah. Okay. Hands the card. All right. Uh, Appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. Thank so. you for your service. Thank you for yours. Thank you. Right. So, take care. All right. Take thank care. you. Have a good night, folks. She's she's gone, by the way. Yeah, she's no I mean, longer can't the police no, chief. Yeah. Man. The Pinellas County Sheriff said that it's a golf cart. They're about a hundred yards from their gated community. The outcome would not have been any different if she had just kept her mouth shut. That's a warning all day long. So. Oh, look, I see. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I think that. We- when she says, is your camera on, I expected her to not say anything. Then, but she yes. actually says, is your camera on? And then proceeds And then to she say. proceeds to abuse power. Now, I, I would, there's no defense here. She's going to lose her job. I'm not suggesting that she shouldn't. But how much, is that your priority down there with uh, golf carts that don't have tags on them? Well, that's, that's one question I would have, I right? Understand. Because but if, if she said, doesn't even say, by the way, if she doesn't say who she is or anything like that, the guy probably just lets him go on. Well, or, that's what the article is right, saying. Right, right. Or she gives her license. He looks at it and says, oh, aren't you the police chief? And, and, you know, but at this point, he doesn't look like he did anything wrong, right? Yeah. And I will say that, uh, and I'm not panning all golf cart drivers, but it's annoying when they are out on the actual roads, people that do that. And it's a big issue in Florida, obviously. And he yeah, wanted I mean, to warn them into it. <laughs> it it can be dangerous. When I use it down in... in you know, Captiva, there's really the, go- on the... Well, the golf carts really probably rule the day more than the mm-hmm. cars because the cars aren't supposed to be going so fast. And by the way, the, the cart that I'm in goes about 25, 30 miles an hour. So it's not like just right, that's chugging along. But I did think that was an interesting case. So wow. she resigned today. She's done. They say Deputy Larry did nothing wrong. He didn't. No. He, Mary O'Connor was the one that was wrong, and, and she no longer has a doubt. What a screw-up, though. She's the chief of police. She's got a good gig. Hey, Man. we need a chief of police here in St. Louis. They released the finalist for that today. Maybe, you know, maybe we can look at her if we have one of these finalists oh, that came through. Great. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to help, Sue. All right, <laughs> let's do this here this afternoon. Now, the audio cut of the day. You know, if if I'm keeping track and tabs on the number of times that people have been on audio cut of the day, I'm going to I'm going to make just a quick judgment call right now. Trump's got to be number one, because if you go back to years ago, he was on. I don't think it would even be close. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of who might be number two. There was somebody else that came to mind. But I think this guy's got to be number three Let me hear it. right now. This I'm is ready. Senator John Kennedy from of Louisiana. He's talking about kale. These woke, high-IQ stupid people, they're easy to recognize. They hate George Washington. They hate Thomas Jefferson. They hate Dr. Zeus. And they hate Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> These woke, high-IQ stupid people, they walk around... They walk around with Ziploc bags of kale that they can eat to give them energy. Now, if you want to eat kale, that's up to you. I don't eat kale. Do you know why? Because kale 
tastes to me like I'd rather be fat. <laughs> and these high IQ pe stupid people, the wokers in charge in Washington, D.C., the berserk wing of the Democratic Party, they hyperventilate on their yoga mats <laughs> if, if you use the wrong pronoun. They're all over Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. I love him so much. I don't eat kale because it tastes to me like I'd rather be fat. <laughs> Not what he said. Yep. Senator John Kennedy. Hey, come on, Eric Schmidt. you got to step up your game when you're in Washington. There you go. Your audio cut of the day. It's sponsored by the Good Feet Store. It's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. Sue, have a great night. We'll talk Thanks. tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Get more at 971talk.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.